Good morning, navigators. How's everybody doing today? Happy Tuesday. It is uh, October. Holy crap, guys, it's October. <sighs> wow. Did you guys have a nice weekend? What were your plans? What'd you guys do? Anything fun? I went to a party and had <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, so one of my, one of my good, good friends, um, Mike, his birthday is today. So he had his 50th birthday party last night and it was a blast. He's got some of the funniest friends. <laughs> uh, um, but having been there, it got me thinking about a topic that I should probably discuss. And that is social conventions. Um, okay, you know how I've said multiple times that people are ignorant, okay? That number one is always in the, in, in, the, in the back of my mind when I'm dealing with people, right? Because they just don't, people just don't know, you know? Ignorance sounds like such a rude word, but it's, it's not. I don't, I mean, whatever. People take offense to everything. They get their panties in a wad over the smallest little things. It's ridiculous. Um, but so here I am, right? Broken ankle, tooling around on this little scooter thing, which is really pretty badass. I got to say it's hot pink, got a nice little bell, basket, you know, hey, if I got to do it, I got to do it right, right? You know what I mean? Okay, so... I don't have Garmin with me, obviously, and since I'm on this stupid scooter thing, I can't really use my cane, and so nobody knew that I couldn't see. Nobody knew that I was had any problems with my vision whatsoever, except Mike. And I, <laughs> he introduced me to somebody, and I, and he, to his ex-wife, Linda, who is so cool. Oh my, and she's such a good cook. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so. He introduces us, and then as they're walking out to get something out of the garage, I hear him say, she can't see. And I was like, no, 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 that's, no. You can't just tell people I can't see because that's not exactly true. So I told him, just tell people I can't see very well, you know, and then the conversation will go from there, you know, if, if they want to know what does that mean or you know, I had one of the guys asked how many fingers I was holding up. No, actually, I think that was Mike. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, man, it was such a good time, y'all. Oh, oh, my gosh. Um, so, so I'm thinking about that, and I was thinking about the times in, there's been a couple of times in the store where the kids have known that, uh, Garmin is a service dog. And I wonder to myself what the difference is um, in, in generationally how we teach our kids about different things from generation to generation. I mean, I am sure my kids are not going to teach their kids about things the same way I taught them. 
Um, and that's just kind of, you know, how time goes and, you know, you can't stop progress, I guess. But I feel like, you know, when you're in a social setting and, and people are just chit-chatting and, you know, especially when you don't know people very well, I, I struggle with telling people that I don't see well. Um, and, and the, well, the funny thing is, is usually I only get one of two reactions, either, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. You get around so well. I never would have known. Or I'll get the barrage of questions. Really? What can you see? Can you see me? How many fingers am I holding up? Can you see in the dark? Can you, you know what I mean? And I'm okay with questions. You guys know that. You guys, you guys can ask me anything. I don't care. You know, um, my life is pretty much an open book so that I can help you guys. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> um, so I, I, and this is another reason why I wanted to start going to the schools. And, and, you know, it's a good thing that I guess the whole, uh, COVID thing is still an issue because, I was wanting to do speaking engagements um, throughout October for uh, National Blindness Awareness Month, um, but with a busted ankle and no guide dog, that would not be very good uh, speaking engagements, I don't think. So, um, but but that's why I think it's so important to to start with children, and you teach children. I mean, we're teaching children about. Uh, race. We're teaching children about gender identity. I never got taught about gender identity. You were a boy or you were a girl. There never used to be a choice. I, I, I don't understand that. I, I just don't. And I mean no disrespect. I just don't get it. But we're teaching these things in our schools to our kids so that they have tolerance of other races of other um, backgrounds, of other gender identities or whatever. And you have to add disabilities into that because that's, that's something that's never going to change. You know what I mean? Issues with race, there will always be some. There's always going to be, and you're always going to be learning from other races and other nationalities, and that's the way it should be. Okay, uh, other things that just go along with social conventions at the time, it's not a big deal. But disabilities are never going to go away either. And so if, if we're going to teach kids tolerance, I think we need to teach them tolerance across the board. And, you know, kids can be so mean to old people as well. And, and that's, I just, it's... It's very difficult once a child gets older to teach them uh, empathy and compassion and, you know, how to engage with people that are different than they are for whatever reason. Um, and the, the earlier you start teaching kids that stuff, the more well-rounded of an adult they'll become. 
if you have your kids sheltered from all this stuff, and you know what's, you know what, now that I'm even thinking about this, Arizona had to pass a law to teach the Holocaust in the schools. Why is that? That's what I would like to know. So, you know, if any of you know Governor Ducey, ask the question, why is that? Why did that have to be a law passed? And if, the, you know, there is no, no subject in school, in, you know, regular K-12, that teaches anything about any kind of disability. Um, when you get, like, to anatomy and physiology type classes or biology, maybe they might talk about something, but... I don't recall ever being taught anything about people with disabilities in school. Now, I'm not saying it's the school's, you know, place to teach that, okay? I think that it can be reinforced in the schools by speakers and, you know, guests coming. But I believe that parents need to make sure that their kids are aware of different types of disabilities and the people, you know, how they function with those disabilities. And you know, I just, I really think it's important because, you know, think about it this way. Um, say you don't know anything about autism. You're never taught anything about autism. And then, you know, when you're in your thirties, you have a baby that's autistic. Wouldn't it have been nice to have some background information about autism you know to know what kind of disability it is to know the various um, types of autism you know some of these diseases and disabilities are incredibly common and so it seems appropriate to me that our kids should be taught about them you know i mean i had Prime example, I have a cousin that has epilepsy, but I didn't really know anything about what epilepsy was. I had, you know, I asked, of course, and, you know, ended up learning what it is, but a lot of kids, they don't, they don't. they're not going to ask, you know, um, I remember going to the store with Bianca once when she was little and the lady that was helping us had a deformed hand. And, um, I remember Bianca asked her, what's wrong with your hand? And she asked it just like that. And I thought, you know, it's honest, but yeah, you can't, no, that's not, you know, so I pulled her aside and I explained to her, you know, if you're going to ask a question like that, you, you need to be more sensitive, um, you know, and you need to rephrase it. And I, I mean, she was like eight, but I, but I was still trying to teach her, you know, because I don't know how that poor lady felt. I feel like I would have been embarrassed. Um, so, so in the social settings, when, when people know that I can't see well, I get uncomfortable because 
You know, especially if it's people I don't know, like people I know, I know their heart. I know if they talk smack, they're just talking smack just because we're all a bunch of trash talkers. But if it's people that I don't know and they're trying to trash talk because I can't see, you know, I, I end up feeling like they're making fun of me, you know, um, and I don't want to feel that way. And I don't, I would really just love to know what it's like to be normal, you know, every now and then I just, to, to just be able to walk through a store without a dog, without a cane and without running into anything. So I don't look like a drunken moron. Right. I just, it, and that's something that people just, I, I, I you don't think about. I never thought about it before, you know, <laughs> so dumb. So on the other hand of that, when you are in a social setting like that, you kind of do want people to know that you don't see well. Because if somebody is, is talking and there's a bunch of people around, if I can't see that you're talking to me, I'm probably not going to be paying attention to if you know, if you don't let me know that you're talking to me or, you know, whatever, I may not be paying attention. You know, I'll be, you know, probably thinking you're talking to somebody else. And so it's, it is helpful that, you know, the people around, you know, and understand, all right, you know, if you're going to talk to me, you know, tap me on the shoulder or, you know, say my name or whatever to let me know that you're going to talk, that you're talking to me. Um, cause otherwise I'm not always going to know. Don't wave at me. Don't point at things, you know, that's not going to do me any good, <laughs> you know? And so I just think that, uh, when you have a whole bunch of people together and, and you know, it, the best part was not any one of them treated me like anything was wrong with me. You know, I, I was helped as I needed help. You know, I was included. He has this really freaking cool, um, uh, giant sized Jenga game that he made out of two by fours. And so, you know, teamwork, I was having fun playing that. And, you know, it was, it was, it was nice to be included because I didn't feel like I was disabled. I didn't feel like everybody was looking at me like the blind girl. You know what I mean? Everybody was definitely curious about how I hurt my foot. And a couple of the guys were pretty impressed with the scooter. <laughs> so, you know, I think that... Uh, I think that it, you know, what do you do? Um, so I, I left there feeling like I actually had a good time. I didn't feel like I was judged. I didn't feel like I was looked down on. I didn't feel like I was, you know, made to feel any different. It was, it was really nice. You know, and I understand that, like Justin, for example, he's not the most comfortable in social situations. He's got a little bit of social anxiety because he, he, he feels, um, he doesn't feel very confident, um, because of his vision. And I, I used to be that way and Life was difficult, 
And, you know, I said it so many times in so many of my podcasts that you have to have confidence in yourself. You have to know God made you the way you are. You are perfect just the way you are, disability and all. And the people that love you are going to accept you. And you don't have to pretend to be something you're not. You don't have to worry about what people are thinking or how they look at you because it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? When you have that confidence in yourself, it doesn't matter. I don't know that I'll ever see any of Mike's friends again. I hope I do. Um, but I don't know that I will. And either way, I came out of that feeling like I had a genuine good time with these people. I felt like everyone was sincere and kind, you know. And the only way that you're going to gain that confidence, honestly, is by getting out there. I have made such an ass out of myself in public situations so many times that I can't, I can't get embarrassed anymore. Honestly, pretty much anything that could happen to you in public that would embarrass the crap out of you has happened. Heck, when I was getting off the airplane, when I came home, they brought me my scooter and the back wheel of the scooter got caught where the airplane door meets up with the, um, the breezeway or whatever the heck the thing is that you walk, the concourse, I don't know, whatever it is that you walk down, you know what I'm talking about, got caught right there and I fell right on my face in front of everybody getting off the plane. Well, I mean, I wanted to be embarrassed, but I, I just had to pick myself up, kind of laugh and go about my business. I, I, I'm never going to see any of those people again, so I really don't care. <laughs> you know, I, what do you do? You know, and when you can't see, you're going to run into stuff. You're going to trip over stuff. I ran right smack into a little girl and like ended up, I think I whacked her in the face with my arm or something. I don't remember. We were at the, we were getting frozen yogurt and uh, I didn't see her. She was just too small. She was too short. And I turned around and I swung my arm and I freaking whacked her. I felt so bad. And so, you know, I squatted down. I said, sweetheart, I am so sorry. I don't see very well. And I, I didn't see you there. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? And she nodded her head and she said yes. And her dad was just giving me the stink eye the whole time. And I wasn't going to say nothing to him. I, I had no need to acknowledge him. I wanted to acknowledge her. Now, if he was going to be a dirtbag and get in my face, there would have been some acknowledgement, but not the kind he would have wanted. Because um, I don't put up with that nonsense. Accidents happen, you know. And if you're going to get in my face because I can't see, no, 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 no. That's not going to go well for you. I'm sorry. It's just not. I, I, you know, I don't put up with a lot of nonsense very well. I just don't. And, and that's all part of confidence, too. You know, and, and going into these social settings, I, I was not going to go to Mike's party, to be honest with you. To be quite honest, 100% honest, I was not going to go because I knew it was a bunch of people I didn't know. I knew, you know, Mike can't just sit there with me the whole time. It's, you know, his party, all his friends, you know, he's got to be able to mingle and whatever. And, um, and he did. And I talked to everybody. Like, 
it was, it was, I'm, I'm glad that I decided to go, you know, when he called, when we were texting about it, I was like, yeah, no, I can't, I can't, dude, I got, you know, I'm laid up with this broken ankle, I got this scooter, I can't freaking see, like, nah, I'm good, and uh, he called me the next day and was like, no, no, you've got to come, please, you got to come, you know, and, and I believe I was there, I'd known him longer than in. Uh, only one other person that was there, I think, known him longer than I have. And so I was really glad I went. And I got to hear a lot of funny stories. And so sometimes, guys, it just takes sucking it up and, and doing it afraid. I like how, uh, I don't know if y'all know who Joyce Meyer is, but she says that um, courage is not the absence of fear. It's action in spite of fear. And sometimes that's what you got to do fake it till you make it and you know and, and at a party nobody's gonna notice if you're insecure or whatever everybody's getting drunk and having a good time you know you got to be able to learn to relax before anybody is going to accept you for who you are you have to accept you for who you are and if you're just sitting at home and only hanging out with the same four people that cater to you and take care of you and uh, coddle you the whole time, you're never going to grow and you're never going to gain your confidence. And you're never going to get any farther than those four friends. And that sucks. And I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be the person that just has only a couple of people that I talk to. I like, I like knowing people. I want to have a variety of folks to hang out with. You know? But until I'm comfortable with myself and my disability and what an idiot I make out of myself sometimes, nobody else is going to be comfortable with it because people are going to play on your reaction to things. You know, um, had I laid there on the floor like crying when I fell off the scooter at the airport, I would have been coddled and, you know, all that. Oh, you poor thing. I don't want to hear that. I don't ever want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I'm not, I'm not, oh, you poor thing. You know, I'm, I'm doing what I got to do. You know, and if, if I fall, I get back up. Except when I have a broken ankle, I didn't get up very fast. And there were a lot of, you know what though? Actually, no, there was not any curse words that came out of my mouth until I got into the emergency room when I knew there were no kids around. How about that? <laughs> Ah, all right, folks, I'm going to get off here today. I hope you have a wonderful week. Um, haven't done a shameless plug for my book in a while, and Mike was bragging on it. It made me, <laughs> he made me feel so good. He was, he's so excited that he's in the book. So he's like, all right, I wrote a book. You've got to buy it because I'm in it. <laughs> and like, <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but I, I believe my book will be a help and a blessing and an, occurrence and an encouragement to people. Um, it's called You Can't Even Begin to Imagine, Gaining Strength While Losing My Sight. It's available on Amazon and on the free Kindle app. Um, if you guys have anything you want me to talk about in the last, uh, coming up to the last few weeks of season two of Navigating Life. So I'm going to need some topics for season three. Um, either that or I'm just going to get on here and keep on rambling because I have nothing better to do since I'm retired. <laughs> uh, 
But no, I really, I want to give you guys information. I want to be entertaining for you. So, you know, hit me up. Uh, the Navigating Life with Lara and Garmin Facebook page. Um, at Garmin Navigates on Twitter. Uh, Garmin Navigates at Outlook.com. I had to think about it for a minute. I'm not real sure why. <laughs> um, but those are my social medias. You know, hit me up. Let me know you... Give me some topics, guys. I'm, I'm here for you. I am here to help you. And uh, let me know what's going to be a help. Until Friday, have a great week. Be a blessing to others. Don't take all the blessings for yourself. That's just greedy. Talk to you all on Friday.